Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 476. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, the show where we help entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs from around the world to skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. I am your host, Kelly Roach. Now let's get down to business. Okay, guys, so super fun thing I did for the first time ever with our special guest today, Amanda Francis. We actually joint interviewed one another at the same time. First time doing it. Super fun experience. Amanda Francis is just an amazing woman doing some really cool things in the world. So give you guys a little insight about Amanda. She's a self-made millionaire. She's a digital course creator. She's a Forbes contributor, a podcaster, and a spiritual business mentor to hundreds of thousands of women online. She really focuses in on money manifestation, an area that we all can do some work in to grow, improve, and to create the lives that we want. And her mission is really all about helping women to design lives and businesses that they are wildly obsessed with. She has a background in ministry as well as mental health counseling. And she combines that with practical business advice, deep knowledge of spiritual and energetic principles. And she has really mastered the Instagram platform. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear all the knowledge bombs dropped all over the place in today's interview. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. It is Amanda Francis and Kelly Roach. Hey, guys. And we are doing something fun. We are having a conversation recorded that we are both going to use on our podcast and maybe other fabulous places. Who knows? But yeah, we're coming to you together today. Yeah, awesome. Well, I know, Amanda, I'm really excited to explore with you the phenomenal work that you've done on Instagram, growing a massive audience, which so many online entrepreneurs are looking to dive deep into. So that's one topic I know my audience is thrilled to hear from you about today. Oh, thank you. I'm sure my audience won't be mad if I talk about that either. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Well, that's probably a great place to start because, you know, things have shifted and changed so much as they continue to every single day in the online space. And I think one of the things that people are always wondering and, and wanting to talk about is kind of what's working now. So I'm happy to share kind of what has been working and where we're putting a lot mm-hmm. of focus with my team and my mm-hmm. company. And maybe you can talk a little bit about what's working now for you and yours. I'm very happy to do that. Yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing that we've been having just a ton of fun with this year that has been uh, one of our best profit streams has been doing online challenges in um, our community online. So mm-hmm. we went from starting off doing five-day challenges to then um, last month we tested out doing it like in a 24-hour blitz. And uh, the blitz actually was just a test. It was an overflow event, but the conversion rate actually from that went up even from where it was with the five day. So um, we've been kind of slowly ramping up um, and, and scaling each time that we do these challenges. And it's just been fun. It feels like a party. It's it's nothing like the old kind of um, launch style that, you know, I learned coming up in online marketing that to me mm-hmm. feels very like 
a prison. It feels very antiquated. Mm -hmm. Slide decks and recorded videos and editing oh, and God. all that craziness, you know? So it's just <laughs> no. fun. It's live streaming. And, you know, that's the thing that we're most excited about now because it really allows you to have that two-way engagement with your audience and, you know, bring a whole lot of people on all at once, but really create an awesome experience that everybody kind of enjoys in the process. So mm -hmm. that's something that we're enjoying right now. So are you hosting your challenge in a Facebook group? We do. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. I tested it back about a year ago on my business page and then we started off doing them just in like little pop-up groups because I didn't want to actually run a Facebook group. I was like, I don't really want to I had four for my different programs and I was like the last thing I want to do is commit to running another prospect group. And so we were doing them in these little pop-up groups where we would just open it for like a week and then close it up. And that was great. And then like once we got further into it, we're like, all right, it doesn't make sense. Like we know it's there's proof of concept. We know it's work. We should just commit to like really building a community here. And we, you know, since switched over to that. And it's been awesome. And it really is. It's a family. It's a community. People are so active in there every single day. And they know not just me, but they know my team as well, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So that's been, yeah. you know, it's been fun. I did a few. So I call them live stream extravaganzas, which is just something I made up like years and years ago. And I've done it many a way I've done on the fan. What I like about the fan page is that you can boost all the videos. So I've mm -hmm. done a lot of things. I've done the fan page where you boost all the videos and get a lot of people, a lot of eyes on it. I've done the, do a private little, what you call pop-up group, um, and host the videos in the group, or I've host the videos on the fan page, but share them to the group and do all the conversation all the, like I give homework with each video. Mm -hmm. So I do the homework conversation and the group. And I've done it in my spiritual badass boss lady group. I've done it all the ways and I kind of like it all the ways. I think anything that rallies people together around a new offer and gets them excited and gives them a lot of free, valuable content is hard to mess up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think yeah. especially and most importantly, if you're enjoying the process. Totally. And, and that's what I say to my team every time. I'm like, this is going to be a party. Let's have fun. Let's go out there. Let's leave it all on the field. You know, I think that that energetic connection between you and your team and, and then the people that you're serving is like everything, you know. And mm -hmm. especially I feel mm -hmm. like now, because I think we went through this whole wave of like, over automation and you know all of that and people kind of bought into that for a while and now they're really craving connection again so I think that's you know a huge piece of it yeah yeah totally I mean people that's I don't know I think the big difference between the people online that I relate to and the ones I don't really relate to is like do you feel like you can get to know them online mm -hmm. we all want connection all the time you know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. So like my content, my stories, my live streams, my everything are me, I don't know, just sitting around and telling the truth about what it's like to run my business and what I'm learning along the way. Yeah. I think that will always help creating the kind of audience you want, the kind of audience that knows you and likes you, you know? Agreed. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So how about for you? What is like your favorite thing that you've been doing, like, especially with Instagram? Like, let's talk a little bit about Instagram since that, that seems to be like a really lead lead for Instagram you. Instagram is so fun right now. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So I was saying this to a client earlier today. I was like, 
I never, I don't think of it as a strategy that I use one social media platform more predominantly than another at any given time. I just kind of pivot based on what I'm having fun with and what feels good and where people seem to be at. So years ago, my Facebook community like was the place for me. Like that was like the main place I like gave content and sold things. And then it kind of pivoted a little bit. Algorithms changed a little and it wasn't because algorithms change. I would never not do something I wanted to do over an algorithm, but like just the way Facebook groups were kind of working a little bit differently. And I just found myself being obsessed with Insta story. I wanted to do nothing more than Insta story. And like, there's been different. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been different places where I did the majority of my selling over the years. And right now it's probably Insta story and Instagram. And why do I, why do I feel like it's working? I think there's multiple things. I think there's always for me, the energetic and the practical. So the energetic is I've been setting Instagram intentions for like five years. So just like I would set an energetic, like minimum standard amount around the amount of money my company would earn in any given month. Like I always have, like, we're not making less than this. There's no way than how, no way in hell. Right. I'm always raising my minimum and maximum range of what I anticipate making. So I have always done the same thing with Instagram. I've always been like, I at least get back in the day, 300 likes. I cannot imagine getting less than 300. And then I'd play with, I always get at least a thousand and then so on and so forth. And till today I'm, I'm kind of in the vibe of, I want 20,000 likes on every image, no matter what. And I haven't had 20,000 likes yet, but I like will, cause I'm anticipating it. I'm expecting it. I'm in the vibe of it. So that's kind of like my energetic piece. And then like my practical piece is a lot of different little things I learned over time. Like everything else in business, you get a little bit better over time. So I got better at like, I really like editing my pictures and having like a beautiful like color scheme vibe where the pictures kind of go together. So, and this wouldn't be something everyone likes, but I like editing them myself. I like playing and I use Lightroom. So I like making my filters in Lightroom. I like playing with my pictures. I love the copy on underneath our Instagram images. You have 2,200 characters. I use every single one. And that's not most people's vibe. That's not how they do Instagram. But I love taking a heart-centered rant that came either from Facebook or from an email and putting it under my Instagram image. To me, that's a way for me to express myself and have it be about more than just the aesthetic of Instagram. Mm -hmm. Because Instagram can just be influencer-y, aesthetic-y. And I have a lot to say. So we really use the copy. And that, if you like Google it, look it up, there is no expert out there saying to write really long posts on Instagram. That's not how Instagram's intended. It doesn't matter. That's how I use it. I love it. It works for me. And so then people go there to read it. So there's, there's that. And then to be more, even more like practical in what we do, um, <clears throat> we always ask for engagement on Instagram. We ask people to like and comment. We ask to like and comment something people actually will want to comment. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like we ask them how they felt about something in the post or what they want to know more about, or we, we just engage with them. And then someone from my team goes through and answers every single comment on Instagram. And we, we really focus on the first hour getting all the comments right away. So we're telling Instagram that this picture is important. People are loving this and rank this as highly as possible, which is how you get on the Explorer page. And if you get on the Explorer page, a lot of strangers see you. That helps a lot. 
So we want Instagram to know that my post is important. So we do our commenting, our engaging. Um, what else has really worked? There has been, so that's how, why I think we have a lot of likes and a lot of comments. As far as the number of followers, I've played with a lot of things in the past year. Um, <clears throat> I've done the thing, I know this is kind of controversial, but I don't have an issue with it. I've done the thing where you hire a company to follow people on your behalf and um, like and comment on your behalf. And for years, I did that myself. And for years, I had assistants do it. But I really have no problem letting a company do it for me when it's the exact, it seems to be the exact same thing. They just find the people following the hashtags you're using and they mm -hmm. like them. Mm -hmm. It's like, why not? So I don't have a problem with those little programs. Like there's different ones. The one I use is called IamSocial.net. So I like those. Um, there's, we did a couple contests. This was an interesting vibe. I'm not sure how I feel about this, but it was fun and it might be interesting to people. So I did this thing where it's this contest and it's not my contest. It's like a big company, a big like influence how do I even describe these pages? Like a company run Instagram page will be giving away an iPhone. And the way the person enters to win the iPhone is by liking everyone that that page likes mm -hmm. or liking, yeah, following everyone that that page follows, right? So I did a couple of those and those will get you a boost in followers. Are there, are they ideal clients and do they buy and do they convert? I've yet to know, but was it a fun way to play with getting new people on my page and seeing if they comment and engage, which they seem to. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of all that's been going on with our past year of a ton of growth. That's awesome. I mean, that's great. And I think, you know, I think the thing that I shared and that you shared as well, and I talked about it with what we're doing with the Facebook challenges, and you talked about it with what you're doing with Instagram, is actually having fun with what you're doing. I think yeah. that there's like a huge amount of desperation in the online space that leads to just less than <laughs> less than yeah. optimal mm -hmm. um, human behavior, human attitude, mm -hmm. human mentality, right? And so I, I think locking into that vibe and that commitment to yourself, that commitment to yourself that you're going to like enjoy what you're doing and follow your gut and follow your heart. And, you know, what my team and myself, like we always joke around, like we're like, don't ever try and follow like that secret formula that that totally. guru tells you to do because no, it will disaster. never work. It's a disaster yeah. every time, right? Yeah, so we're always. like, okay, we now like set aside like specific times of year where we're like, okay, we're just going to do testing. Like, we're just going to test a bunch of new stuff. We're going to try stuff out. Some of it's going to work. Some of it's not going to work. But, like, having that playful mentality and just enjoying the process, I think, is everything, you know? Totally. And, and then you can be excited and thrilled and, like, so happy when things do work. And, like, you don't get emotional and, like, so overwhelmed when things don't, you know? I totally agree. And it's, like, it's hard to imagine this when you're newer in business but every single person who has a strategy right now, like we didn't have it at one point. Like we, I always say like, you guys, I made all of this up. Like my launch strategy that doesn't look quite like other people's, I just created it as I went. I did more of things that worked, more of things I liked, less of things I didn't like to the point where launching can be really easy and fun. But like I put in the legwork, I kept going, I didn't give up, I didn't make anything mean that I was a failure, that it wasn't going to work for me. 
And now I do have systems and strategies and kind of formulas, but they, I am my own guru. I am my own master. I created this for me. And I, I love to share exactly what I do. You know, people are allowed to like borrow my processes. I'll share exactly what I do. But it's like most important that everyone makes it their own. You right, know? right. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. So that's actually an interesting thing. So we've kind of been talking on my team about like we're new to Instagram. So uh-huh. I was like, I fully admit I was like so late to the party with Instagram. I joined, I think like a year ago. Like I'm so bad. Okay. Like I was a late uh-huh. adapter. <laughs> But we started, you know, seeing results from it almost right away. And we're still kind of figuring out like our vibe and what we want our our feed to be and where we want to go with it and all of that. But it's kind of like a side thing because we have a lot of other things, you know, going on anyway. But um, for you, like when you are looking to launch a new product or program, what do you typically focus on? Do you focus on using your stories as your primary driver for those? Or do you use live streams? Are you tying in IGTV? Like, what does that look like typically for you? Um, so I don't, as far as like what we're doing on social media, we don't do anything different if we're launching or if we're not launching. It's just that the, that most of the posts direct people back to the launch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm posting on Facebook the same. I'm doing Insta stories the same. I'm posting on Instagram. It's all the same. I'm just letting people know at the end of every post what it is that, we're selling. So like the theme is often in line with the launch, but not always. If I have something else to say, not related to the theme, I'm going to say it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for me, my kind of like strategy that I created is I like to tell people something's coming up. I like to start getting them on a wait list for the offer that's coming up. Then I do a little pre-sell where you get a coupon code if you sign up because like from the wait list. So I send all the wait list people a little coupon code. We do our little pre-sell, which starts to create buzz because people tend to start talking about it um, or screenshotting it or sharing it or getting excited. So then I do like a, okay, enrollment is open to the public. And during public open enrollment, I'll do maybe three live streams. I'll call it a live stream extravaganza and get everyone to get on my email list. I'll do another opt-in to opt-in for, so they've already, people have already opted into the wait list. Now people are opting in to the live stream extravaganza. And even if I'm running that on my, my public page, you still have to sign up to get the schedule. So people still opt in. I just say that on the page, like sign up here to get the schedule. I just tell them what it is. So people do their opt-in to the live stream. I do about three live streams. And then I am pretty email heavy. I love, I didn't always love email marketing, but I really love email marketing at this point in time because it is a place where I can share my heart just, I don't know, unabashedly. And I think my sales emails, quote unquote sales emails, I just think they don't feel very salesy because there's just so much substance and heart and depth and tips, tips and tricks. And by the way, this course is open for enrollment or this course is closing in 48 hours or whatever. But people constantly tell me they love to read my sales emails, even when they've already bought the offer or when they're sure that they're not getting the offer this time. And I think that's like, is one of my strengths is like, I write these heartfelt emails. I love them. We copy and paste that copy onto Instagram and onto Facebook, which, you know, keeps things simple. And like, I'm just sharing this, like, this is why I love this offer vibe with these people, 
you know, for the seven days or 10 days or whatever of my open enrollment. And then, and then it ends and we start the course. I don't know. Like me, I've, I've made it simple for myself based on things I like to do, which is write email copy. Not everyone likes to do that, you know? That's, yeah. And I mean, that's exactly for me when we switched over to doing all of our stuff just via live stream. That was what it was for me. Like, I was like, I don't want to do any of that other stuff. Like, I just want, I want this to be simple and like keep it light and, you know, just enjoy it. But I think I, I love what you're saying there because you love to write the emails. And so you're like doing what you love. And I think that, you know, I think when you're just getting started, you're told that. And then I think that you kind of, uh, people learn that there's going to be a lot that comes with running a company and becoming a CEO mm-hmm. where you have to step mm-hmm. into being, you know, a different person from the standpoint mm-hmm. of there's a lot more to this than just doing mm-hmm. what you love. But I think it's important that you keep bringing it back to operating from that place of what you love oh, what and you where love. your strength And delegating yes. everything else. Everything. I mean, someone, can, someone can transcribe your live stream. So, you know what I mean? Like you, I fully believe if we do the thing we love to do, we can find a way to take that thing and use it on all the platforms. A thousand percent. All the platforms work and the ones that work for you are the ones you work, you know? So if you want, like, I want to be on all of them, but that doesn't mean I am physically on all of them all day, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I want to bring the conversation just back to a point that you made earlier, because I think it's an important one and and it's, it is a little bit controversial. I've actually Mm -hmm. sat in meetings where people um, with high level (laughs) entrepreneurs talking about how offended they were that people were using companies, buying followers, you know, doing all this on Instagram. We work with growth companies as well. So, you know, I have no beef. Yeah. Sorry. So, right. Yeah. That's like old school, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. But, but the thing is, is this is, this is the thing you, you create visibility for your business, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform it is by investing in driving traffic. So the like people getting offended that people are using like a growth agency for Instagram is like people getting offended that someone's running a Facebook ad. Like it's, it's, it's literally silly. the exact same thing. Yeah. It's silly, right? So I think it's it's great that you're willing to have that conversation. I've shared that conversation before as well. And I think that people need to realize that when you see someone that has like a massive following online, they're putting an intentional strategy behind that, combining with showing up and doing the work and, you know, obviously delivering for their audience. But they also are smart enough to say, like, you can manually dig a hole to China or you can pull out the bulldozer, right? Totally. Well, I mean, I said this to a client this morning because she is having such good luck with her Instagram growth company or whatever we want to call it. She was loving her so much and she was feeling like ashamed. And I was just like, it is your responsibility to get your work in front of people. And I was like, is it working? She's like, yeah, sells her through the roof. The right people are getting on my page. She sells skincare. She's like, the right people are getting on my page and they're buying the skincare. And it's like, it's that using the bot to follow the people based on the hashtag, I promise you, it's what we were doing all along. Now there's just a bot to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not fake mm-hmm. followers. It's not not real people. It's just finding the real people and engaging with them, liking their posts and following their page so they see you on their, their feed, on their notifications, so they follow you back. Like, this isn't, like, spammy. There's, like, you know what I mean? There's nothing 
strange about it to me. This is yeah. the Instagram strategy that there always was. Yeah, I you know. No, I totally agree. So uh, I think to tie a nice little bow on that conversation, you can be right or you can be rich because if you <laughs> want to grow and you want to find people that want what you're offering that are already uh, searching, um, engaging with content and interacting with other accounts that are already behavioral indicators that they would be interested in what you have to offer, it would probably be smart to do everything you can possibly do to accelerate your path to connecting and getting in front of them, right? Right. And what is organic growth anyway? Like my client earlier today mentioned to me that organic growth was like, well, you get media and then you get eyes on you. And I was like, yeah, but those back in the day when everyone had to get media to get eyes on them, they were still hiring a publicist or a PR person to get their media. They still did a strategy. Like, I don't even know what organic means anymore because everything is intentional in my life. So there's the energy behind it, the heart behind it, and the action I take. That doesn't mean it's not real humans who don't really need me. Like, I don't even know what organic is supposed to mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a great conversation because I think what is happening, and this is this is a whole nother show, so maybe we'll we'll maybe maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do part two. Part but two. what is happening <laughs> is I think a lot of people who um, use these strategies now publicly do not admit that that is what they did. And so a lot of brand new people that have like five followers or a hundred followers are literally following the advice of the gurus who don't admit that they used advertising, growth agencies, bots, followers, (laughs) right? And so now these poor little new entrepreneurs are like literally sitting and waiting and hoping that people will organically find their account and they're wondering why they are the unicorn that cannot, you know, organically grow by hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, without, you know, getting help. Totally. And it's actually shocking It's shocking to me as you like kind of, I don't know what words to use here. As you come up in the industry and know more people that you maybe have looked up to and learn more about them, it's surprising in positive ways and surprising in negative ways, the different things some of the people have done, which always just, I don't know, it brings me back to, uh, you have to do what works for you and you have to trust yourself and you have to have the integrity for yourself of what integrity means to you because there are people who have done this in really crazy ways and people who have done it in purely like authentic ways and it's really hard to know from the outside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely but I think just to to kind of bring full circle what we're talking about here I, I think having a strategy to drive paid traffic to whatever platform that you're on is simply using your common sense and being smart in your approach to growing your business. So I don't think anyone listening should feel bad uh, using both their brain and their money to drive qualified traffic to view your content that you're working so hard to brilliantly bring to the world in a meaningful way. So hopefully that spurs some thought and discussion from both of our audiences. I think everyone's going to love this. I think so too. I think so too. I think this was a great one. I think so too. So um, Amanda, you're brilliant. Let's get everybody to uh, (laughs) come back to your Instagram and check out what you have going on. What Anything that you want to specifically point people to or invite people to take a look at? No, just come to XO Amanda Francis, F-R-A-N-C-E-S on Instagram. 
And I all, if you click on the link in my bio, there was always some free content, low cost content, everything I have going on at any given time at various price points is going to be right there at the link in my bio. So just come click, see what's up. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. What about you? How do we find you? Yeah. And come over to Facebook and search for Tribe of Unstoppable. So me and my team are hanging out there like every day. I go live every week. I do a different training on online marketing and how to build, grow, and scale your brand online. It's a ton of fun. It's like a party every single day. So just hop into Facebook, search Tribe of Unstoppables, and I'll see you guys over there. Thanks so much, Amanda. It was awesome. So good. Thank you. It was so much fun. Yeah. Talk soon. Hold on, one more thing before you go. As a valued listener of Unstoppable Success Radio, I want to help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs, creating financial freedom for their families, and building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings for myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.